Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Sitting at home with bad news coming at us a mile a minute, there's never been a better time to kick back and exchange your reality with a bit of the TV variety. But there's one show in particular that seems to be able to take us away from our troubles like no other. In fact, from the moment it hit our screens in 2009, we were in love. Australia's first MasterChef has to have that kind of genius that sometimes fails and sometimes exceeds amazingly. This is the most important dish you'll ever cook in your life. Cook like the world's watching. I am too strong to battle mere mortals. Bring me giants. And 12 series later, the shine has not come off the show that changed the way Australians prepare food in their own kitchens. Today, we're going to speak to a contestant and a judge to find out whether we can pin down the success of the MasterChef effect. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. When MasterChef Australia debuted more than 10 years ago now, it had actually been airing in the UK for 10 years before that. But it wouldn't be until the format was revived and updated for the BBC in 2005 that we would see it play out in the way we know and love here in Australia now. That format has now been exported across the globe, with Australia the first to pick it up. In 2009, it was the most watched television series in Australia, with over 3.7 million people tuning in to see the winner announced, beating out the audience numbers for the AFL Grand Final, Melbourne Cup and Underbelly that year. The original judges, Gary Megan, George Columbaris and Matt Preston, went from being well-known in the foodie industry to being among the most recognisable faces in the country. And some of the show's contestants have gone on to do amazing things in the food industry. Some of them returning for the current series of MasterChef Australia Back to Win, now able to collaborate and demand pay packets, in some cases, like beloved contestant Poe, of up to $40,000. One of those returning is Season 3 alumni and immunity pin queen, Danny Venn. Danny, why do you love MasterChef so much? I think for everyone, MasterChef is like a big warm hug. It's really, really positive. The show is about amazing food and, of course, it's entertainment, but it is incredibly creative and I think it's really changed the food scene so much in Australia and the world. So it has been quite groundbreaking and to see all the familiar faces back, it's like welcoming old friends back in your lounge room. So did you hesitate at all when they asked you to come back? 
Not really, which is strange because it's such an intense experience and definitely my tummy dropped when the producer dropped that bomb. But I was so excited. I thought, wow, this is an incredible opportunity. It's such an honor that I've been invited back on the show. My life's really different to the first time I was on the show. So obviously there was a lot more to consider, but to go into that kitchen, to compete, to learn, to grow and to meet the new judges as well is pretty special. Now, we have heard a lot about what goes on behind the scenes of a taping of a single show of MasterChef. Some of the things like the judges eat the food cold because everything is cleaned up by one person who does all the dishes for every single contestant and that sometimes the timer isn't counting down in the way that it would in the real world because in TV world you have to film things. But what is the most... What is the most surprising thing you found about your MasterChef experience? Because, you know, there would, had already been a season on TV by the time you hit the kitchen. What took you by surprise mm. the most? Okay. The kitchen isn't really a kitchen as such. It's a set. <laughs> so things that you wouldn't really think happen, happen. So, for instance, the water in the taps is limited. So it runs out quite quickly. <laughs> And this is probably a good thing, actually. There's a little bit more time in between when the judges tell you the challenge and when the challenge actually starts because obviously we have to reset the cameras. So you do get maybe a little bit of extra time to think about what you're going to cook, which is a good one. (laughs) Or like the ingredients will run out. That's another thing. Like they'll only put like one fish in the pantry. But if you want the fish, you can get it, but you've got to ask for it. That might take 10 minutes for the food team to actually deliver you what you want. Do they have just like a big massive cold storage out the back or something where they've got yeah, everything yeah, in there? Yeah, 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 they do. But things run out quite quickly because they can't fit everything in there. So That seems amazing seeing how big that pantry is, that it would run out of stuff. Yeah, so the dry goods is fine. It's more just like the fresh stuff. What do we love the most about each individual judge? Let's start with Andy. What do we love the most about what Andy's bringing to the show? Andy, oh my gosh, I know this sounds ridiculous because he's like the same age as me, but I was really proud of him when he walked into the kitchen as if he was like my son. I got all teary and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe he's come so far. (laughs) Because it is amazing seeing Andy's journey. You know, he was on the year after me, he won, and then he's back on the show as a judge. So it really shows how the show can change your life. I just love how Australian he is. He's such an ocker. He just loves like good old Aussie slang. I think he's had to be pulled up on that a few times because obviously MasterChef's international and people aren't going to know exactly what he means when he uses all this Australianism. (laughs) Melissa, I'm in awe of her, girl crushing hard. She's incredibly knowledgeable. She's so intellectual and she presents so well and I really respect her as a writer and a critic. She's stunning. She really is. She's like really inspirational. And Jock, what Jock says goes type thing, like he is very credible in the industry. He's got obviously one of the best restaurants in Australia. He's been a chef since he was 11. So he really brings so much experience and knowledge. And he's not afraid to talk about his past, which I think is actually really refreshing. You know, we all don't come from a place with a silver spoon in our mouth. And he's really, really shown that hard work, dedication and passion can can take you to incredible heights. And the three of them have such a great energy between them and they're bouncing off each other. It felt like they've been doing this job for years on that very first day, like they just nailed it. 
New judge, owner of Adelaide's multi-award winning Arana restaurant Jokson Frillo, who's been very open about his battles with drug addiction before starting to work for famed celebrity chef Marco Pierre White, says there is just one reason we all love MasterChef so much. It's quite easy. It's food. Food is the thing that connects everyone every day. And food has that ability to break down walls. Humans, in times of conflict, history shown us that grand feasts are both as much about resolution as celebration. And at a time like this where everyone is under pressure with COVID having the world in its grip, turning to a program that is about food, and not only that, but great food, coupled together with familiar faces, um, a smattering of new stuff going on as well, whether it's the others' judges or the format changes. Of course, it's interesting. And for me, I, I looked at the first couple of shows airing last week and just looking at some of the food and going, you know what? I mean, I could cook that. You know, I cooked Danny's pineapple curry at home over the weekend. I think MasterChef over the years has done a huge amount, I think, for food in Australia. This season, there are recipes on there that are not only delicious, but they are more than achievable for people to cook at home. And yeah, sure, Reynolds always going to throw a blown sugar or something in there. Or I'm a, not making a, any know, dessert Reynolds has ever made. <laughs> exactly, ever. <laughs> me neither. You know, the white noise or something. And it's great to watch on television. And he's such a talented guy. But for the best part, there are dishes that you could easily achieve at home that are absolute knockouts. Did you need convincing to become one of the new MasterChef judges? I got a call asking if I'd be interested. I didn't go looking for it, but I really did need convincing. And my initial reaction was definitely not because the last thing I'd want to see is myself on TV for five days a week. So my knee-jerk reaction was no. And then one of my business partners, Mark Carnegie, said, look, if you're true to you know all this work that you've been doing for you know an Indigenous space for the last 20 years and you know bringing that to the fore, you know, so everyday Australians can see Indigenous culture through food. If you're true to that, then you really ought to look at this as an opportunity to take that even further. And for that to be in people's homes five days a week en masse has some kind of warrant for you to sit down and look at this seriously. So how do the numbers stack up for MasterChef this year? Laura Brodnick is Mamma Mia's entertainment reporter and co-host of Mamma Mia's other daily podcast, The Spill. Laura, we're now a week into this current season. How's it gone ratings-wise? It's actually gone amazingly well. I think that Channel 10's gamble of bringing in the new judging panel and also bringing in the past contestants as their first kind of all-star round has really paid off because the premiere was watched by 1.2 million people, which is actually its strongest premiere in years. And it was I think it was an increase of about 70% up on last year, one of the biggest launches since 2015. So even though MasterChef is one of those strange unicorn TV shows that has rated well consistently for over 12 years, while still sticking to the same format, it's kind of got this new injection of viewers coming back this year. Can you talk us through the MasterChef effect? I know that Coles mentions this quite regularly, that when a new series starts, they start to see the results of that almost immediately. Yeah, it's so strange that MasterChef really does shape food trends in a way just in normal people's homes. I guess it's one of those shows that families are watching together or it becomes kind of the fabric of their life going through. So they start to see different foods that they might not have thought of before and then start cooking them in their own homes. So in the last couple of years, we've seen things like goat's cheese and pork belly kind of had a run on those at supermarkets and people want to cook them at home and desserts. And even just the terminology people use when they're shopping about like their hero vegetables or how they're going to plate something 
growing up, it really does kind of change the fabric of how people are cooking at home. How were they actually allowed to go on with this production of this series of MasterChef with all the restrictions that are now in place? With the coronavirus, I can't imagine they're supposedly an essential service. Well, they've just kind of got around that by adhering to a lot of the restrictions that are in place. Um, so obviously the coronavirus restrictions hit when they were already quite far into filming. So all the episodes we're going to see over the next couple of weeks were before that kicked in. But I recently had some information from Endemol Shine, who is the company who produces it for 10. And they said that they're following all the federal and state recommendations from health authorities. So and they've introduced a couple of new measures, some of them that you'll see on screen a little bit and some are a little bit hidden. So they've got social distancing so they can't have any of those big group scenes and a few of the different group challenges were also scrapped in favour of doing more kind of solo stuff where you can just have one person in the kitchen and a camera crew standing a little bit further away from them. They've got hand sanitising stations now hidden all around the set and the offices so you might not see those on screen but they're there. They've also had to go through and revamp the very iconic MasterChef kitchen so the cooking benches have kind of been moved aside so that there's more room. There's all different rules for who's in the pantry and where gloves and that sort of thing. Additional sinks have been added. They've got dedicated hand washing stations. And something that you will see on screen is that there's been a couple of different changes to how the judges can taste the contestants' food. So in past seasons, you'd see they kind of would all just dig into the same plate and just be sharing food off the same platter. But now they have to step up individually to taste meals that have been portioned out by a separate person with no cutlery or plates to be shared. So a bit more clinical and a bit more health focused going forward. How have these new judges been received via social media, via commentary? Have they been positive about these new judges? I mean, all the reaction I've seen from the different fan pages and the coverage that's been done, it's been overwhelmingly positive. I think a lot of people were happy to see some new faces and I think they've given a bit of a different energy to the show is what a lot of fans were saying, even though there was some trepidation around these new faces coming in. A lot of people like the diversity as well with having a woman on as a judge with Melissa Leong, who we haven't seen before. And I think also it was quite helped with Gordon Ramsay being on the first few episodes, seeing them bounce against him gave it quite a little bit of energy. There's also a lot of fans of the main judges who have been kind of voicing their displeasure and saying that they miss those judges and that the show isn't the same without them. But I think if you look at the ratings, it's clear to see that people have really warmed them quite quickly. So again, a bit of a gamble bringing them on, but it seems to have really paid off for Channel 10. So why do we love MasterChef so much? Well, ordinarily to have a good TV show, you need a bad guy, the antagonist. And nearly every reality TV show has one, from Survivor's villains to the My Kitchen Rules bitchiness and maths cheating scandals. But the MasterChef kitchen doesn't have a standalone bad guy. The drama is all in the food, the clock ticking down, the pressure, and it's the cook themselves, the one you've grown to love, who's also their very own bad guy. They let themselves down, never us. Unfortunately, while we do escape from COVID-19 in these first few weeks of this season of MasterChef Australia, it does eventually catch up with them. Filming now looking very different with social distancing in place. But both Jock and Danny say they still manage to give us those MasterChef feels. You can see it, you can feel it, but what is interesting is that the way the contestants and ourselves were able to still have the energy in the room even though there was that distancing. And you'll see on the exits during eliminations, of course, it looks different, but you can still feel the passion. Post-coronavirus life, I'm sure everyone will catch up and just hug each other. <laughs> when this is all over, I expect a MasterChef reunion where you replay every just person who's kicked off and just hug them on the way out. I think that's an excellent idea. <laughs> I really do. 
This episode of The Quickie was produced by Melanie Tate with audio production by Ian Camilleri. For more episodes, find us at mamamia.com.au forward slash the quickie.